start recording here in the next few seconds. And we are a go. So it was me mm-hmm. and Mayor uh, mm. Mc, McCheese. Mm. And so me and Mayor McCheese, you know, it, the mm. pandemic is over or getting at least to the point where we can do some things. Oh, it's totally so over. We, oh, yeah, you're right. It's over. Duh. So we... I, I shoot Mayor a text on his McIfe, and I tell him, I say, hey, Mayor, um, you know, I think it's time. I heard that they're restarting the Soul Cycle up on La Cienega. We got to get there. We got to get our bodies back in shape. Mm-hmm. We've been so lethargic, and, you know, we've both been working so hard from mm-hmm. home. Absolutely. But it's time that we get back up there. So we're sitting at the, we're on the cycles. Mm-hmm. We're Soul Cycling. We're mm-hmm. soul cycling. Of course. And I and, and Mayor McCheese chaps chaps me on the arm and he kinda nods his head this way with a little grin on his face. Mm-hmm. And I look over to the left and back to the person diagonal behind me and guess who it is. It's not it was it's her. not off it it's it officer. Was it's officer fucking Mac. That's a great guess and would have been a better joke, but no, it's Mila Kunis. Mm. It's Mac. I it's Meg from the known. Family Guy, and remember, Mary McCheese and Meg from the Family Guy—they had a little bit of a relationship. A little bit. Because she she liked Happy Meals as a child, mm. and so he Don't says, "Hey man, hey man," with his you know grizzled, smoky, retired voice. Hey man, should I go show her my McNuggets one more time? And I say, "Oh Mary, you're so silly and wacky," but he does, and we got kicked out of the Soul Cycle. And of course, you know who was waiting outside with the with the paddy wagon, literally the P A T T Y wagon. Now that was Mayor McGee. It was. That was that was Officer Mac. That was Officer it Mac. It was, and we went to McDonald's jail, and that's a story for another time. But uh, I just I, uh, the entire oh, here, jail is is a ball pit. It's just absolutely, but it's hellish. They don't uh, oh, stay in the bars very well, but but they they try. They try. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I didn't realize we were recording. I was just sharing a personal story. Of course. Um. Also, um, a little bit of thievery there, if I'm not mistaken. You you just stole Hollywood Handbook's opening bit. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely, I did. Um, <laughs> as 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 the listeners will know, because of course this is public knowledge. Uh, we begin all of our personal phone calls with that bit. And it's that is true. true. That <laughs> is actually true. We we have never called each other, certainly not in the past few years, uh, uh, without that bit. But um, let me let me reintroduce you uh, a fresh faced, dare I say, new in many in many respects. Uh, Joe Bean is back on the show, hey. ladies. Ladies, gentlemen, and everything in between and out between. Right, baby. Right, right on the same. I think it is. Regardless, it is Joseph Beans. Uh, Mr. Bean, back. you will. Or if will. you won't, I'm used to it. No, I have to because there is a ball. There is a ball called the podcast, and it has been dropped. Um, a recording was done, it was minted, it was sent off to the Council of Podcasts for approval, uh, and yeah. it was denied. The reason then, being, there was no audio. Oh, uh, well, that's not fun. 
in the but last the, the, the Council of Podcasts, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that's Joe Rogan and all of Mark Maron's cats. And, and but not they just, Mark just, Maron. But no, not no. Mark Maron. I cannot be clear enough no. about that. Mark, Mark Maron Maron's himself not is good. not on the council. Only well, his he's cats. Too busy. He's too busy in the garage, man. So the cats, they get a little break from the garage and from Mark because, you know, he's got to be a hard guy to live with. And uh, th- so instead they hang out with Joe Rogan in council, council chambers. And they personally approve uh, by, by raise of paw and hand uh, every episode of every podcast before it can be greenlit uh, to go forward. So, but unfortunately, yours didn't even make it. It was sent to council, but then when they looked at it, they just said, this is a, a, an old-timey video, it appears. There's no sound. Yes. They said they said it wasn't a podcast, which, I, I you know, we are in the appeal process. We are going through yeah. The legal loopholes, uh, trying to get it back on the air. Um, but it was just a video of me uh, yelling into this very microphone, uh, and, yeah, waving my arms a, around. What is a fucking podcast? You know, like it, it's and, sort of an indefinable thing hmm. to an extent. People just thank put, you, uh, Joe. I've come across something fantastic this very evening. Is it the Twitter, the girl on Twitter who's been trying to get your attention? Yes, it is. I just, I just got a notification because she liked my joke tweet earlier, and I have followed her back, and I'm, <laughs> I want to start a dialogue. I think, I think um, that that is the only thing. You doing that is the only thing that like prompted Twitter to even bring this to my fucking attention. Because I do go on our Twitter from time to time. The The... The oh, at it is nipod uh, is our handle. I, but um, I heard that it was an issue last week. It was. Uh, uh, How the same handle on all the? It's it's that's so not complicated. As the no. person who who started the Instagram account without your permission, I know the app. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yes. All of Follow me on Instagram. It is nipod. I I started a thing that I've not continued with called like the just the fucker or the asshole of the week or something. Uh-huh. Basically, so far it's just been uh, Derek, Derek Chauvin, Chauvin. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is fair. Um, and you know, I find it a little a little odd, a little questionable that you weren't able to keep up with that whilst having open heart surgery. How dare you? Yeah, dare I think you? that's. That's Before we get to our to our lovely uh, uh, not a new listener, a listener basically from the beginning that we just uh, took note of. It's not a Russian bot, by the way. Then this person is losing their shit right now. Let, let's pull up. Uh, let me pull up the at. Give this person a shout out. Even though I am not a host of the show, typically I will oh. take the shout out. Hey. A, a a friend uh, of the show. Emma, at her name is Emma at Emmy the Bish, which is fun. And fun. I'm a I'm a really big fan of her uh, her bio. Have you read the bio? <laughs> I have. The bio is just I'm autistic, so you can't dislike me, or it's a hate crime. <laughs> that is fantastic. <laughs> excellent, excellent which, stuff. Which right did, in line with us. Exactly. It did make me 
make me think at first that that perhaps uh, uh, she was um, a person that uh, uh, perhaps you have. Um... Do you want to tell us a little bit about about your uh, your your former job? Uh, well, technically current, but I'm probably not going back to it. But uh, why don't you try first? I think that would be fun. If you tried to describe what it is that you think I do for a career, <sighs> I know. No, you're cringing, and I like it. Uh, and then I will correct you where needed or something. But no, I think that's a fun yeah. game. Harrison, what do what have I done for 10 years of my career? And here I go. Which is the- here I wade into the alligator-infested waters. I am Which, inevitably going to say something this, stupid. Um, is listening and does have autism and has called out hate crimes around this. So yes. just... Okay, that's not a lot of pressure at all. Um, My understanding of what you do uh, for a living is that um, you uh, 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 work at a um, daytime camp of sorts, a a, a sort of retreat um, um, for, for... with in downtown suburbs of Birmingham, Alabama. Yes, with various um um. Forms. Oh, what's say? Oh God, I'm. What do you say? Forms of the R word? No. Is that what you're about? Oh my! No, I did not. I did not. I did not I say know. that. I I asked you a question. I didn't say that. I said you work with uh various. With people, um, with various, um, um, uh, it's not just autism. No. It's, it, it, so it basically, is. we just found out that you don't know the politically correct term for people with developmental disabilities, which that's one of them right there. Special needs. But, but disability, I don't, I don't know about the term disability. I don't, I don't know. In all, not in all cases, but that is still sort of a, a, a generally accepted term. Well, it's not. It's not. It's not a matter of whether or not it's accepted. I mean, I probably should have been canceled. It. Yes. I. 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 I don't. I don't know the level to which that. To which I think that that is an accurate term. Okay. Well, to to briefly get this out of the way, so we can get to the meat and potatoes of this, and Please, you know, we got yes. a lot of things to discuss, including as well as probably a little bit about my uh, current life. Um, a lot about your current life. Hey, but you know, if it's, two, if, if it's a two-hour rep, it's a two-hour rep. Um, but, no, yeah, I, uh, I That's work That's how at I feel. A, Crispy damned. Honestly, yes. He's not Hashtag here. Hashtag Crispy damned. Hashtag Crispy damned. Hashtag release the Stewart cut, as Emmy the Bish said. Yes! Uh, <laughs> I love um, him. I really do. Um, More on this. Um, yeah, we'll keep coming back to it. But, uh, yeah, I work at a 501c3 nonprofit. Mm-hmm. In Birmingham, Alabama, called the Exceptional Foundation, mm-hmm. and yeah, we are a, a social and recreational center for adults and kids with special needs. Just to kind of you know, out out of outside of school, a lot of kids with special needs don't hang out or have the social life that their typical peers would. And it's certainly, mm-hmm. when you age out of the school system, those opportunities can dry up easily. Mm-hmm. So you know, you can come to our year year round program uh, and just go bowling and get in a basketball league and hang out with your friends and watch movies and take various field trips and stuff, and then uh, my specific job would be that I uh, assist with the youth coordination, which means planning and putting in place, you know, summer camp and 
uh, after school programs in general. So yeah, basically, um, very well versed with that population, certainly. Yeah. So you better not be hate crime and, and I better not be hate crime. No, no. And I felt like I came dangerously close uh, on accident. I mean, I, I, I am any time that I uh, uh, use an incorrect term uh, or, or am otherwise uh, wrong in the, the things I say about uh, this community in general, please correct me. That is something that I very much wish to 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 know and to uh, myself uh, as well. It's either going to be a uh, an honest mistake or a joke that I probably shouldn't have made. So yeah. <laughs> and here we go. But Emma, dear listener, I am so sorry. Uh, uh, the I shit you not. The Twitter algorithm did not tell me of this person's existence. Desperate as we were for engagement, right? her initial tweet was magnificent. It was just like, it was like, it is an iPod, seems really lonely on here. I created this Twitter because they seem like they're just shouting at the void, (laughs) which is the most accurate and correct uh, description of this podcast that has ever been given. And in fact, I would like to co-opt it. I would... I'm going to try to convince Chris to make that description. Yes. <laughs> I remember you telling me before I started this, you know, and God, obviously before I knew I would be tangentially involved at this point, which I guess I kind of am. You are. Um, uh, Whether you want to be uh, or not, I have. Oh, I, uh, that's fine. Well, yeah, we'll see. Um, but you had said you were telling me about the concept and your friend Chris and all that stuff. And you basically described it as that, as just like two men screaming into the void, the political landscape with your just bullshit. Yes. And then, of course, uh, as as anyone who follows my Twitter presence will know, I'm I'm fucking over this. But then y'all became the ranty boys or whatever, and now every fucking episode, warning, it's ranty. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, yeah, because when we upload it to Podbean. Which is like the platform that we use that that like gives us it's like a go between uh, uh, I don't know what it is why am I why am I saying this I'm not the producer <laughs> of the show I have no idea how it works uh, I will say uh, the first time, the first time I saw the first time I saw Podbean like on Podbean or whatever I thought y'all were making a joke about my name because I was on that episode that I first noticed it ah uh, that would be lovely. Uh, and I felt very special, and now I feel like nothing. It's just some website I haven't heard of. Oh, it's well, one of the. Did you know that they're the best place for podcasting and other audio formats and downloads on the internet? Oh, I do now. I do yeah, now. it's not like they all say that or fucking anything, and it's not like the fact that you haven't heard of Podbean means it probably isn't the best one. Sorry, Podbean overlords, if you're our sponsor, we don't sponsor. Oh, fuck, they're gonna pull us, man. You can't say. I doubt it. They monitor every episode. They're gonna give me a job as a spokesman. My name is Joe Bean for Podbean. (gasps) Hey, Podbean, if you are listening, and I know you're fucking listening. Um, I just got you a brand deal. You're welcome. Fuck you. Details later. So we are roughly 20 minutes into this, and we have discussed exactly nothing. Yeah, uh, so let's what you go. Did, it's, very, it's very on bread. It's very we on have bread. time. We have Chris can put time. Time. Look, Give the listeners the stuff, and they listen to what they want to listen to. If, if we put out a two-hour fucking episode, and Chris has some problem with it because he's like, well, it, 
It's so uh, too much. They can fucking listen to it in chunks, Chris. Get out of your butt, Chris. But, yes, this this is... Look, I am Zack Snyder of the Podverse, baby. It's oh. my artistic vision, and it's going to be too long, and it's going to be overwrought, and it's going to be a way too much. It's just... And I'm, I'm the Oscar Isaac of the Podverse, because when I show up, you know it's good, unless it's that unless one's Zack Snyder. Punch. <laughs> as long as I'm not working with Zack Snyder, it's going to be great. Yes, yes. That he that was like early in his career, or early in his like success. Yeah, I feel I feel he like kind of got notoriety in general the general American public from like what Ex Machina probably maybe one one movie before that. Yeah, I don't remember the other thing about him, but it was like when you and I were in college. Yeah, there is uh, which which great point that that is how we know each other. Uh, we lived across the hall from one another and uh, have remained, I think, good friends. Um, he, 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 well, you know, I'm gonna, you're I'm gonna, you're a good friend. I'm gonna say great friends. Oh, good. I thought the, I thought you were gonna downgrade me to aww. The cue the aws. Um, why I wanted. To have oh, Joe Bean just gave me a, a thumbs up emoji, which I have to respond to with maybe a um. I'm gonna do a surprised. Be surprised Ooh. by the joke. Ooh. Anyway, I'm fucking talking and let you. Uh, unlike last time, I'm gonna try to let you actually run the thing. So I can't. Uh, I, will, I will. That is up. that is not that is not. That is not within my wheelhouse, my repertoire. I I cannot run things, uh, which is why I am a uh, terrible producer and why Chris is so good. Right, but, but because right now you're the actual host and I'm just some guy. So come on. No, you are my Do your co- best. You are my co-pilot as as we as we we we're making a water landing right now. We are mm-hmm. we are taking the plane down. And we're gonna land on the Chesapeake. And, okay, the Chesapeake. Right, that's a good place. Um, um, why I'm very excited to have you on this episode in particular is because you, Joe Bean, were formative in 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 my uh, journey away from religion. Aww. Indeed. Um. I- this is coming around as I, in recovery, have like found God. <laughs> right, like this in is, my own way. Yes, and I do. I do want to to talk uh, about that eventually, to the extent that you're comfortable sharing. Um, <laughs> but I am very. Yes, I know. I know you're you're very comfortable. But um, we 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 gotta talk about. We got to talk about something. We got to yell at the void because the void is producing some bad shit. Yeah, it is. It, it, you know, when you stare at the void, the void stares back as you uh, back at you, as Nietzsche said famously. Yes, battle not with monsters. Oh, Let's come is, is, on. It the void? is it the void or is it Emmy the Bish? Are we yelling into the void, or now that we know that she's there, are we yelling to her? Oh, I thought you were saying the abyss, uh, but no, with a funny the accent. Bitch. We're not yelling at her uh, <laughs> per we se. Oh, there's another person in the void now. Yes, we've been joined in the All right, void. Well, let's yell into the void. 
let's We're yell into yell. the yes let's yell into the void um i posed a question on our so so the uh, of course 20 minutes in the whole reason we're doing this is because uh our previous episode was lost it was the best episode we have ever recorded um it was we were on point uh uh i actually think we had a a a genuine passionate conversation about a you know a wide swath of topics uh and it has been all lost you're freezing buddy to the void i'm freezing can you hear me now hello uh oh i think i may have lost joe maybe maybe yeah no i'm back He's i'm back. back but my He's computer back. my computer keeps doing this thing where it's it's trying to load some website for some reading some some reason i mean Should and so i keep having to x out and go to that no nothing's gonna fix it it just keeps doing it Oh well. No, that was different. That was just you disappearing on your end, I think. Um. Well, I'm the one recording. Last thing I heard was that the episode was good. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. You were disappearing from my end, but I lost you. Last I heard, the rep- episode was good and it didn't make it. That's that's the gist. Yes. And much and much like uh, 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 my coming through on your end, it did not make it. Um, it did not survive. Crystal- How many of Mark Maron's cats voted it down? too many too many yeah apparently it wasn't enough i i'm very uncomfortable with how many uh cats mark Marin has and how much power they have on the cast council but that is another story this for but another day back to what sounded like a good chris delia bit you were about to do before i asked that i don't know who that or is chris doesn't oh god now we have to talk about chris delia He's a comedian who looks like he's wet, and his whole thing was like, yeah, I'm a guy, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, he's been, like, dating teenagers. That's just, we don't have to talk about it anymore. I all right, he's wet and that, dating I teenagers. I really need to shut up a little bit. That's all right. We, we've covered That's it. That's about it. Now that we've touched it. No, yeah, no, that, that, he doesn't deserve time on this pod. Yes. Uh, the, the question for today, for this week, really, uh, we'll, I guess Chris and I will talk about next week. Uh, but the question is this, is there a greater threat to American democracy than white evangelicalism? <clears throat> um, off the top, and you know, you texted me about this before you and Chris had even discussed it, just as a, a fun conversation idea. Mm-hmm. Off the dome, the obvious answers pop up that people will say and that, you know, they won't question. Things like Muslim terrorism... And, of course, the when we get into the film Jesus Camp, which we will be discussing, uh, there were some very interesting comments made about Muslims in that movie. Quite. To the point where, like, they weren't even saying bad things about Muslims. They were beyond that because it was so understood in the community that Muslims were bad. The Muslims were bad, yes. They never said anything about that. They were just like, well, they're ready, are you? <laughs> That's why your kid needs to go speak in tongues to a weird man. Right, and the insane thing is how how comfortable they were in in that movie with drawing parallels between what they're doing and what ISIS was doing. Like yes. they, they were just like, oh my god! Like if you look at all these countries, they're like training their youth, and how are the, how are they getting their message out through the young people? And it's like I, you have taken the wrong lesson from this exactly, yeah. and um, the whole time is like. 
keep waiting on them to be like, so we need to do something constructive about that. But theirs is just like, so I'm going to homeschool my child and tell them creationism is the only way and that the liberal agenda and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to arm them with Christ and a fire. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Yes, Jesus Christ indeed. Um, but Jesus Christ wielded as a sword. That is that is the biggest thing. Season more. Yes. That, um, that's but, the biggest thing about. We'll, we'll get to that in a moment. I feel like to the to the general question. I mean, it's interesting, and obviously this this movie was made sometime during the early Bush years. It would seem. Two thousand six. Doesn't All right, so early. So my bad, the late Bush years. But still, point being, um, it it it's interesting looking at it now as and to your question in general about white evangelicals as a precursor to the Trump era. Because mm-hmm. all of the stuff that's kind of scary about that and all the stuff that was kind of scary about evangelicals and stuff mm-hmm. and has been since, you know, George Bush got elected, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, is nothing compared to what we're looking at now. But no. it's rooted in the same people. Exactly. And in that evangelicalism, to a large extent, the voting block of that is still massive. And they just widened the tent with Trump's populism. One third. That's the thing. Uh, 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 Chris, Chris threw out a stat that I did not respond to in in the mini episode we put out, but he was like, "Isn't it one third of Americans?" And I was like, "It can't be that high." It is. I, I did. I did the math because yeah. when we were watching Jesus last night, Ted Haggard, who I will get to. Um, oh, we'll get to <laughs> we'll get to that, fucking that, Ted Haggard. Evangelicals were thirty million Americans, and yes. you know, obviously, there's roughly three hundred million Americans, so that's you know. A tenth rate there, was, and that was the youth, the evangelical children and stuff. So I, I, I was like extrapolating that, and like from having heard that, and it was like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like it, it's a such a bigger thing than we think of when we are not a part of it. Even you being raised tangential to it. Not, not, dude, not tangential. That's the thing is that it has it, been. It was, so the movie. Uh, what's up? I mean, no, you were speaking in tongues though. I hope yes. I didn't. Oh, I wasn't. Oh. No, that's that. Okay, that is the thing. So the movie that we're talking about right now, the documentary is called Jesus Camp, and it is uh, it focuses on a white evangelical uh, Christian camp in the in Midwest, Devil's um, Lake. In Devil's Lake, the great irony of this whole thing Devil's is that they mentioned- Lake, North Dakota. Or whatever. North Dakota, right. Um, the the camp was shut down as a result of, of, oh, of no. this. Oh, no. Where will she pray over PowerPoint <laughs> presentations and AV equipment now? It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. I was, it was probably, it was probably around 2008, the last time that I watched Jesus Camp. And I, I distinctly remember it frequently bringing me to tears with with just how utterly sad it was. Um, there were no tears this time. What my <laughs> my my primary my primary thought throughout the entirety of the movie is recognizing how utterly close I I my own upbringing was to this worldview into this general 
uh, 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 practice of, of child indoctrination. Um, I was not homeschooled. Uh, my brother was through the second grade, at which point uh, he was sent to a private Christian academy, uh, of which I attended um, kindergarten through uh, senior year of high school. Whole thing. <laughs> like, it took you that long to remember that. I was thinking it was going to be like 8th or ninth grade. You're trying to think exactly which one. You're like, through... No, well, you no, know all of my upbringing. Through all of my upbringing. But it, it's more it's more identifying... At this juncture, I can identify uh, this stuff as bad and as, as, as outwardly detrimental to the upbringing of a child in a way that the, I don't think... This juncture now? Yes. Okay, yeah. Right now. The year 2021, which is my most recent viewing of this movie, which did not make me cry this time. Uh, uh, and <laughs> instead just made me so fiercely angry, not just at, uh, the people involved, but also at myself for not realizing until the present moment that, that this is what I grew up in. Yeah, and now do you want to go back a little bit to what you were mentioning a moment ago about me apparently being part of realizing their religion? Like, like what did you mean by all that? Yes. Um, when <laughs> we were in college, I would say I was at least uh, 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 questioning many of the tenets of of the American uh, Christian faith, but like the 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 full um, cognitive recognition that it is not only impossible to prove the existence of uh, a God. It, okay, let me let me rephrase that. It is impossible to make a theological claim. You can make a deological claim, fine. You mm. can say there may be a higher power uh, than my own, and there's not enough evidence to prove or disprove that claim one way or the other. What is so right. problematic about a theological claim is that it takes it a step further, and it says not only is there a God, I can tell you about him. I can I can divin his his will. I can I can give you his general guidelines that we yeah. must live by. That's in order shit. to see salvation. It not only is it horseshit, it's it is utterly dangerous. Absolutely. Because if, if we, the way it's being employed. Absolutely. Because if we if we take a step back, if like let's say that uh uh in this scenario this is a sci fi scenario, okay? Just Good for done. the sake of argument, I am a god. Okay. That's fun for you. Fine, I guess. Um I create a species. I give them the ability to think, to reason, to come to rational conclusions. I imbue them with this ability and then tell them your very immortal salvation is contingent upon your ability to put aside your ability to reason and to trust me blindly. Yeah. What would you say about me as a god? 
Uh, it's a cult leader god. Exactly. First of all. <laughs> you would say I'm a terrible god. And yes. you would be right in saying and that. An evil one. Much less benevolent. Certainly not benevolent. Not exactly. A malevolent god who is holding salvation over your head, contingent upon your ability to deny your rational faculties in favor of accepting me blindly. Yeah. Well, I mean, is is that not as close to evil as 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 we I mean, are even certainly on like uh, on like a meta god level? Yeah, like you know, I mean, obviously you could throw the like, what if God was doing all the kids in heaven and shit like that? But like, you know, when it comes to the, the rooted evil, not just like the right. shit we talk about being like stuff like that. Yeah, like that's inherently malicious and selfish and a lot of things it is and 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 that is not a a conclusion that i was willing to come to or to even engage with um outside of many of our late night uh uh conversations over the years interesting well that was uh... i was i was fearful I was I was afraid at the of the um, minute possibility of being wrong and being yeah. condemned, being being damned, being yeah. damned for all that, of that eternity. Very, that very evil fear itself, that being dangled over your head by this weird god, stop right. you from realizing. Yes. Some fucked up shit, bro. And this is also a time, you know, there's also a time in your life, as I recall, where, you know, the very same things were happening on the political realm for you. Mm. Um, You know, trying to hold on to things that you just were taught and and not willing to think about them critically for, you know, holding on to them, grasping for them, and then just finally realizing, like, yeah, it's bullshit. At least a lot of it. Yeah, and that was a lot of the problem, is that I was given the, the, the tools to rationalize things and i was only selectively applying them as it as it suited my purpose and as no not my purpose as it suited my (laughs) that's what it boils down to and that's i mean obviously in so many realms of society of society uh that is a big problem you know i'm sitting here in a rehab facility for much the same reason uh in a you know substance abuse and self image and all these things uh and it's all about giving up you know those things that you're clinging to for quote-unquote comfort Mm -hmm. and realizing that they're not comfortable at all (laughs) right right and 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 realizing that it is that on a subconscious level you feel a noose tightening around your neck you just have not identified what it is yeah um yeah for sure dude but you you personally were were instrumental in in at least uh, starting that conversation with me. Um, I enjoyed the conversations thoroughly. Well, they were good. Um, but but where where are you at now? If you don't mind my asking. With the God. With the God, yes. Um, so certainly at that time and, you know, in high school and outside of college, I spent most of my life as like 
not necessarily the most vehement atheist, but I was in, <clears throat> I was in the running mm-hmm. uh, for the you whole idea were. of anything. <laughs> yes, I. But, yeah. but I, I do think, even in hindsight, that I was coming at it from a logical and argued perspective, not just like oh. you're so damn you believe in God. No, um, that was never that course, was never how you presented it to me, anyway. Yeah, but um, of course, my life now being vastly different than it was six months ago for ways that we've talked about and that you've told me you've talked about some on the show. I have. Uh, um, which this is the first time we're having you on the show post-operation. Can I say you look great? Thanks. You do. You look fantastic. My chest hurts, but uh, yeah. I'm sure. I um, start, uh, or, uh, not phys- it's not called physical therapy. It's called cardiac rehab tomorrow. Oh. And I had my one little, like, I've already gone like by myself. It's a group thing for some reason. Mm-hmm. I've already gone like by myself and done like my assessment te- like, initial thing, mm-hmm. and she just had me walk up and down a hall for six minutes, like Helpful, see how I far I could make it and how I felt endurance wise and stuff. And like the next morning, my chest was like so fucking sore, <laughs> <laughs> like my ribs hurt because they're still fusing together. All my chest muscles are just under like have, have gone through so much trauma of being ripped open and stuff. Right. And then because on you top of that, now, had open fucking heart surgery. Oh, yeah, full on. Uh, like, my heart and lungs stopped. They stopped those with machines and stuff. It was a hot mess. Um, but which, uh, also, which, like... Which I, talk, I talked about on the show because of, I, I, I was in a group chat with um, your mother and uh, uh, a lot of your close personal friends. Yeah, and, and, and the rap. It was like 12 hours, and I was like, is this, is everything okay? Is it going all right? This feels like a long time with, that, with no updates. And I'm like... Well, son, it's 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 heart surgery. It's literally well, like it, no, it was it was meant to be four to six hours, and then they were using Ooh. this balloon that they had put in my groin, like yeah. in at my groin, to go up to my heart and like inflate it to like open the part where they were putting a valve in. And apparently, at some point along the way up there, the balloon popped, which was Ooh. not the plan. No. So they had to, like rip they had to like rip it out really fast and stuff, which left. Like me with liver failure on top of it, and not really like clotting blood and stuff, right. left apparently just sheets of blood coming out of my groin. Wow. So they had to give me a scar there too. But anyway, and so through all that, then they had to put me on the heart lung machine, and so it lasted 12 hours. It was meant to be four to six. But point being, uh, and yeah, even, even point being, even at this point, now that I'm doing you know, just soreness and like doing the little exercises and stuff to try to get the strength back. Like, you know, I know intellectually the, the heart is a muscle, you know, but my heart now gets sore like I did arm day or something, you know, weird. It like feels like a sore muscle and I can yeah. feel especially, especially in, I can feel my pulmonary valve itself apart from the rest of my heart. It's very odd to yeah. just have that sensation, but, um, no, I'm doing well post-surgery very well, actually, uh, according to the doctors and surgeons, but, um, the point of all that was, you know, to, to say that through all the craziness of this last year and obviously working the 12 steps, uh, a higher power of your understanding is the wording of, that is important. So I I certainly am not a Christian or a, you know, any dogmatic religion by any means, but I have found a way to tap into an energy uh, that I always kind of 
I always loved and thought was the purpose of life, but I've kind of just turned that into a higher power for the sake of that, you know? Man, be going, honest for a second. Please. When you were telling me about this, I thought it was a bit. No about offense at all we whatsoever. Yes. I did. Uh, I did. I, I didn't. Largely because I didn't understand what you were saying. Because I did. I didn't understand that it was um, um, far more a personal. Um, oh, um, yeah. If you want to call it religious, fine. A, a, a personal, somewhat pseudo spiritual. No, it's spiritual. It's okay. spiritual, but it's not religion. I mean, a lot of people who are raised, you know, Christian and call themselves Christian, they come in and just Jesus is their higher power and stuff. Right. Fun. Good for you. I right. can't. I, awesome, I, can't, I guess. I can't truck with it. That hasn't right. changed by any means. I can't right. truck with all that shit. Right. Uh, or, and then if anything, it made me matter watching Jesus Camp now that I have some spiritual something in me that's working. Right. But it certainly is not. I don't believe, like I was telling you on the phone, and apparently you thought it was a bit... Um, I don't at believe first, in that. At first, as you talked about more, I I, I came to 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 see the sincerity in it. And um, that I was just crazy. And that you're crazy? No, not that you were crazy <laughs> at all. Um, um, that that is why I've been so eager to talk to you about it, is that I don't think what you're saying is remotely crazy. I would strongly argue that what you describe and I, I will allow you to describe it in detail uh, momentarily um is a is is as close to a good societal function for religion as i am willing to grant yeah and that and that and same. that is that it must be deeply personal yeah Ex- um almost exclusively personal to some yeah I, I would say exclusively hmm. um but you know, we can you can get together in AA and talk about what you know your relationship with God and like everybody knows that just just whatever the fuck you believe in, nobody cares what it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You're you're not talking about my God. You're talking about your God. And we use the word God because you know that's the fucking it's a it's a stop gap. Right. Yeah. But I mean, my you know I, what I've found basically is that the thing I always thought was the cool thing about the universe, and it used to be my atheist argument. Mm. kind of was like the whole thing of like a of religion fills in the gaps of shit we don't know yet with science the god of gaps yeah the same thing is like you know back in the day they didn't know what the sun was so they said oh well this god carries in a, on a chariot right that kind of shit they just it makes people more comfortable to have a fucking answer i've never been like that i don't need a fucking answer but right. i found that in aa and to stay sober which i must do to survive um therefore very important to me um, yes, and me, and me. That that higher power thing is it's got to find something that you can have some sort of. It's just it's about humility mm-hmm. more than anything else. I I look at it all about. This is a weird thing to say. I look at God as being about me. <laughs> like it, it's yeah. just that I have found something I can humble myself before to to keep my my own ego in check. Mm. And mine is sort of the like I was telling you, kind of the flow of the universe or whatever you fucking want to call it positivity mm. um the energy in a room when people are having a really good conversation about something right. that that just kind of where the air kind of buzzes a little bit and you feel that community yeah. vibe um just people being good to each other positivity in general and i just try to live my life now in a way that i where i'm cogniz- cognitively trying 
to go with that energy or whatever mm-hmm. rather than swim against that current. Right. And if you want to call that God, you can. I, I've always kind of been like that. I'm just now being cognizant with it and realize that I can kind of have a relationship with it, even if that relationship is one-sided a little bit. Like, it, it's working out for me, and, and I'm finding new pieces. I'm finding new peace, and, and, and great things are happening in my life. But it's not, it's not I'm not talking working. to someone who's listening, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> but it's not – I mean, that that is the thing that is so compelling about this to me is that it's not just working for you. It is I have seen notable changes in your personality and in your uh, communication as a result of it. Um, you have? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, hmm? Interesting. Interesting? Interesting. Ah, yes. I'm dumb and cannot understand silly voices even though i use them all the time um it there is a difference and there is there is something to be said for for owning it and uh, allowing it to make your life better insofar as you relate to other human beings better in a non-judgmental way, you know, in in it coming purely from a place of understanding, which is my big problem, I think, with white evangelicalism, is there is no understanding. Absolutely, no, yeah, there is no. Like I said, watching it this time last night, and I've probably this is probably the fifth time watching it, fourth over the years. I watch it about every year or two. Just because I remember, like, I, I fucking love it. It's a, it's yeah. insane and it's maddening, but, like, I love the experience of watching it. And so every year or so I think, like, hey, it's been a minute. It's time. And yeah. I fire up, you know, the old uh, rabbit ears on the TV and I go to Channel <laughs> 7 and I just... Which is I where it's there. on. Well, I mean, sometimes. So I sit there and I wait and I uh, it's like a montage where I grow a beard and my nails grow and my house sort of starts to rot as animals come yes. in and I become feral and then finally it comes on <laughs> yes and, and and as and as your nails are growing and you're becoming feral um I'm just editing note gonna put in a little future cooperative uh, and we'll, we'll we'll just transition to some bad content where we really get into the meat of this movie Here's All some right. music. music. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Wow, and we are back from that incredible music from the future co-operative. Um, Joe, how you feeling? Looks like you froze. Uh, oh, you froze for a moment for me, but I think we're fine here. Oh, now you're back. Now you're back. I see. I see. Yeah, I think that was just a I don't know reconnecting thing. How am I feeling in what capacity, sir? Well, how do you feel about the faith? Well, 
as George Michael said, happy pride. You gotta have faith. <laughs> uh, faith, faith. Yes. Of course. So, How could I forget? Due to pride, I gotta say that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, con- counterpoint, there was a band called Faith No More. So, you know, mm-hmm. it really it runs the gamut. But how mm-hmm. I feel about the Faith is... Uh, is that uh, it does fill an important role in people's lives to some capacity, and it can be good. But, but Jesus fucking Christ, not with these evangelicals. No, no. Um, they are using faith blindly, which I which I abhor as a fundamental yes. concept. Yes. An unevaluated, an unseen opinion of their own held so deeply that it it seeps into every part of their life to the point where they are. I think committing uh, in a lot of cases where they are abusing their children by denying them the opportunity to grow and to actually learn and think for themselves. Um, I think we should start this conversation with one of the two stars of the uh, the movie, which is the young ponytailed boy Levi. The young speaking yeah, of the child so, abuse. So again, I mean, the- he and a lesbian woman who run the camp are the yeah. stars. The, 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 yes, indeed. Uh, the, <laughs> the movie that we we're talking about is the 2006 documentary, um, Jesus Camp. It is currently available on Hulu. Um, I would suggest you watch it, but I would not suggest you go into it in high spirits because, <laughs> um, this is, Perhaps I I I just I remember watching this a long time ago, maybe like 2008, and just weeping over it consistently. Just just weeping over the fact that at the time, in my view, it was such like a bastardization of Christianity. Um, yeah, I didn't weep this time. I I I scowled and I grunted and I I not just I rolled my eyes but I I mean I spent I spent most of this viewing just infuriated. Yeah, then, and I think that goes to sort of the two different ways you can view this, both mm-hmm. of which I think are valid. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the first one that you're describing when you're crying at the bastardization of Christianity. I think is absolutely true. Sure. Um, I think it takes things that do that, uh, some, like stuff like Christianity that while I may not believe it myself, I can certainly acknowledge that it brings comfort and 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 peace of mind to many people. Hey, and look at the end of the day, the red text is a good way to live your life. I think exactly a I'm lot of that. the actual shit that Jesus said that we have recorded, I don't have a lot of problems with. I no. don't a lot a lot of it. I mean, and apart from, and there, there are many, many, many arguments to be made and discussions to be had about whether or not Jesus, the man, even claimed to be the Son of God, or whether that was yes. an invention that came later. That's all. That's a whole. Or, discussion. or whether it was, or whether the person we think of as Jesus was a person or not, or an amalgamation of people and prophets at the time, and all of this. That is so, fair. I, um, I I do. I am I am rather convinced by the um um. I think I think I need to look it up. I think it's called the doctrine of embarrassment, or the principle of embarrassment. 
which is that there there are several things within the Christian faith that we can assume to be true. Yeah. Specifically because it would be a strange thing to make up about your deity. Yeah. Uh, the crucifixion being one of the big ones, and that I I do not. I think there was a historical Jesus. Yeah, I, I don't there disagree. There was a pala- Yes, I think that there was a a a a a, a, a Jewish um, preacher um, going around ancient uh, Palestine pro- proclaiming some sort of connection to God. Whether or not he claimed to be the Son of God is another matter. I do believe. And at this point, it is a matter of belief because there is not a preponderance of evidence one way or the other. I do believe that there was a a, a historical Jesus. However, everything that has been done in his name, yeah. everything that – I mean, and one of the big the problems – The effects of Christianity on modern America and therefore even, the world. Yes, and therefore the world. But, obviously, I mean, the Crusades and shit. I mean, I'm not saying just yes, modern, but that's no, the conversation no, we're going to no. do. But I mean, even even from the beginning, right? I mean, this Paul guy <laughs> was just like, oh, I I get it. I can speak for God. And I was like, Ooh, says who? Says fucking who, Paul? You? Cute. But you're saying a lot of shit that the purported savior himself. Yeah. And that a lot of Christians are going to use your goddamn words in the future to silence people, to to dictate morality and, to, and living in a, in a way that. And then that all the way to modern miserable. Christianity. Yeah, and all the way to modern Christianity. You know, I'm just going to go out on a limb here mm-hmm. and say that if God and Jesus and all of that were really still speaking through people and stuff. That maybe the we wouldn't have had a pope who was in the Hitler Youth. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, among among, that out there. among other things, which I mean, that's the thing is that is that, and that that's that's where it keeps coming back to the question of white evangelicalism in particular, why that is yes. so dangerous to American democracy. Yeah. Is that, thank you. Is that they can the topic. they can they can write that off. They can say, well, that's just the Pope. The Pope, we're against the Pope. The Pope is the yeah, anti We hate Catholicism. Right. We're not the same as Catholicism because, and, and, and this is what is so utterly dangerous in my estimation about it, uh, uh, and this ties into what was originally supposed to be the bad content of this week, uh, which is a bullshitty uh, Amazon I'm putting documentary in heavy air quotes because it is not a documentary. It is it is fully fictional. Right. When uh, you told me about it, I was excited to watch it until you told me anything else about I it. Until I told you that it was three fucking hours long. Until I told you that they needed the length of a Peter Jackson movie to make their yeah. case. And that, that it that started with like the Hussite Rebellion or something? It started with the Hussite Rebellion. It sure did. The Hussite. Um, yeah, what the fuck? And then went through and then and then they pick very strangely to me Oliver Cromwell as one of their heroes. 
They're like, no, there was no religion. religious liberty until Oliver Cromwell. I was like, and there wasn't after him. Do you yeah. know what he did? Do you? And they're like, and and how how Jesusy of him was it that he denied a crown? It's like, oh my God, on paper, functionally, yeah. you're telling me that this was different from a monarch, the Lord Protectorate. Your your initial claim was that. Charles I of England was was a tyrant because he dismissed the parliament. Guess who else dismissed the fucking parliament? The Lord Protectorate of England, Oliver Cromwell himself. And he ruled as a tyrant without a crown for years until his death, in which he passed it on to his son. What does that sound like, Joe Bean? What does that sound like to you? Tyranny. Um, it sounds it like sounds a monarchy. bit tyrannical. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds a bit. Well, he had the word "lord" involved, so it's fine. Mm, yes, and he was protector. He was, he was, he was protector. Yes, he was protectoring uh, the realm, uh, which is good. Um, the biggest thing that is of great concern to me in the documentary. Uh, the actual documentary, Jesus Camp. Yeah, no, let's focus actually, up on the Jesus we, we have an hour and ten minutes into this thing, and we haven't really gotten to it. Um, is that all of the children portrayed here, which, I mean, the general premise is that there's this church that has uh, uh, a summer retreat camp, an evangelical church that has a summer retreat camp at Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is real. That is what it's called. They teach their kids that uh, a certain political ideology is holy uh, and that anything against it isn't. They get into abortion. But speaking of, before get we get back to before we get to the evidence of what you're saying, which you're, you're about to give a lot of good facts about what is in this movie, I do want to. To, to note that at the end of the movie, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the movie, it keeps cutting between all of this, and then occasionally we go back to the radio DJ, the Christian talk guy who's talking about how bad this is, like the evangelicals and stuff. He's kind of right. warning about the polit- about the political future of it. And then right. at the end, he actually interviews the woman who runs the camp on his show. And I love that that when he's bringing up this exact point that you're about to very accurately make about the political ideologies, that she's like. She literally was like, oh, well, we don't teach our kids politics. And it's like, well, you had a George W. Bush cut out at your camp that you all told them to pray for. So And pray to. And pray to. Yes, and pray and to. So you fucking lying to. asshole. Sorry, Even, go back. So I, I just want to say that before you go into all of this, which is very true and from the movie directly, that she denies it in the movie itself as well to an outside source. Yes. Um, um, but so, that, yeah, the children. She, she she denies this the case, and I mean that is what is so, and I mean this this through line was in uh, uh, that fake documentary, the true Christian history mm-hmm. of America, whatever. Um, the through line is that they they are they are setting up the argument that it is okay to defy civil law if. It is against your your um your religious evangel- your religious law, and, and 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 here this is the distinction that I think they're getting so wholly wrong. 
is that they don't say anything about personal conviction. They don't say anything about you as an individual saying, I find this morally incorrect because I just – I in my heart of hearts feel that another human being will be harmed by right. my believing in this. They are purely saying you must believe in our version of this Christian law or because else, it is right or else you're a sinner. Yeah. Not only are you a sinner, you're a traitor to your country and your faith. And they're yeah. telling children this. And I could and, and not. Children as out. young as like six or seven. Like this isn't oh, just teens. Oh, or children as young as six or seven. But Joe, Joe, this came out in 2006. So what I could not escape thinking throughout this entirety is that every single person on screen is of voting age now oh fuck everybody yeah but that's the thing there's no good answer here there's no good answer because either they're still in it and they're doing abhorrent things in the name of christ their understanding or they've been destroyed destroyed by this past in what way this... like, like so now they're like just like washed up alcohol, like drug addicts and stuff yeah yeah i mean i mean i mean they had to eventually turn to something else because it wasn't giving them the same because it is a high it oh absolutely high. and and, we and to, abuse we have things to like recognize this. the fact and, and abuse at formative ages with something like that you know, obviously leads to coming from the AA perspective is a main contributing factor to things like uh, like the root causes of alcoholism and drug addiction because mm-hmm. like the whole thing you know to get a little AA for a second one of the main things is that we talk about is the spiritual malady that all people have just that kind of emptiness in your soul that you feel like you need more or something like that but drug addicts and alcoholics we don't know how to deal with that. In any way, except for drinking or drug using or something like that. Mm-hmm. So these kids were born having that filled, their spiritual maladies filled with Christ. And yeah, if they were to leave or realize it's insane, that is something that they will have. That, that's such a dark pit mm-hmm. and such a big pit and a hungry pit in somebody Avoid. like that. Avoid. indeed. Hole. Yeah. A black hole. That they are going to fill with something, and the easiest thing is fucking meth and heroin and alcohol and all these things. You know, I mean, it's 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 setting these kids up either in the for the rest of their lives to either be harming society by continuing the machinations of what they've been raised in, mm-hmm. or for just misery. That's the thing. They're set up to be monsters to society or themselves. Yes, one or the other. And I mean, there there's just there's unfortunately not a lot of in between, and that's what that's what breaks my fucking heart. Yeah. About this. Is that every single one of these people? No, but like think about. I mean, they were sitting there, willing to literally pray to an idol, uh, uh, a cutout of George W. Bush. Yes, it was a to. very ridiculous scene. They're doing it now. They're doing uh, it yeah, Trump. they're doing it with Trump. 
They're doing it with the person who doesn't even claim their faith. Who doesn't yeah. even pretend to support their faith. Who, in fact, has come out and said that they are an easy, easily manipulated people that he is using. <sighs> and they don't I mean, not in public statements, but, you know, he's, he's obviously... That message has come out from him through leaks and all of that, obviously. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it, it just like... These are the same people that that are behind like the voting legislation in Texas. No, oh, yeah, yeah, they're disenfranchising people because they yeah. think that this is they think they need to that their duty is to bring God into the government when it's explicitly exactly. meant exactly. to be kept out. And not only that, and 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 the the um the the true history. The true Christian history of America brought this up frequently is that is that like you have an obligation to disobey civil law if it it doesn't comport with your incredibly narrow minded uh, uh, religious law that is dictated by others. It's not even a personal decision. It's not a personal decision to not wear a mask, but it's become a thing where they're saying, well, we're free not to because, you know, God doesn't want me to or something. It's like, right. what the fuck are you even talking about? Right. No, but now let's let's get to the documentary itself. We're, we're, we're going with the big picture before we even discuss the actual meat and potatoes of this thing. Go for it. Uh, well, I mean, just, you know, from the get go, we've got our two kind of heroes. Uh, <laughs> one being the little ponytail yes. kid. Uh, I'm going to say heroes. Heroes for Christ. I'm going to say warriors for Christ. Thank you. It's about Uh, time somebody did. We've got the two bravest people in American history. Um, One of which being a young boy named Levi. Probably about age 8, 9, 10. 10. He's probably 10 or 11. You know what? He's 28 now. (laughs) But he's he's a kid, but not like a child. He's a child, but not like a fucking toddler by any means. Um, I'm over-explaining this, holy shit. There's a kid named Levi, mm. and he's got, like, a ball, or, you know, buzz cut, but with a ponytail, because, hell yeah, dude. Um, he's on he's the troll for Jesus. Let's not oh, very, very homeschooled. Before we get to that, though, he's... I love the, the, the kind of the way you meet him is that he ends up at this event put on by the woman who runs the church, where, like, pe- different youth groups have come to see her, and it's clearly just recruiting for this Jesus camp. So they don't go to, like, her church or whatever, but their their little youth group has come to this meeting ground of others, and the woman seeks him and his friend out and and is, you know, oh, well, you guys, you just seem to have such spirit for the Lord. Are you coming to summer camp? And, all, and she's just, like, you know, selling them like a fucking politician. Tell me, tell me about school. your conversion. That's what she asked them. Yeah. When, t- when were you converted? When, when did you accept Jesus Christ into your heart? All this shit. But then, yeah, we get to Levi's home life. And she, she of course, is the other warrior for Jesus in this movie. The utter hero that America needs. Um, and so then we get to his homeschooling, which, yeah, dude. So this opening scene is just him reading his little homeschool fundamentalist textbook, which, you know, whatever company makes that, is raking in mad cash. And her, his mom, uh, you know... After a little interview segment where she says something along the lines of, like, you know, if I can give my child 
just as good an education as the government can. Why why should I not be with him for eight hours a day? The Lord doesn't want me sending my children away for eight hours out of the day to be handled with, by some strangers and brainwashed. They, you know, I should be at home raising them and teaching them the right ways, um, which means in her mind, literally like talking to him, like it's like for the cameras, honey, you know, do, do your ponytail upright for the cameras. And she's like, well, leave by now. Do you think, well, how do you feel when you hear people talk about evolution? And he's like, oh, I don't take it too seriously. My, that's a crack. <laughs> And what about when people talk about, you know, creationism and God? Oh, well, then I'm probably going to listen. Oh, yes, sir, Mom. Yes, sir. And it's like, it's so gross to watch. This kid performing his little brainwashed performance for the cameras and the mom and him trying to act like it's just a normal fucking day at homeschool. This kid... Because and it this, is a normal fucking day at home school for them. Right, but you know what I mean, like the the, the yeah. performative aspect of for the camera. But and then you know we get into his little sister who has all the anxiety in the fucking world. Wonder why she's shaking on her bed, like oh well you know when I'm talking about the Lord. And you're just looking at these kids and like they believe it because they're children and all that. Like they, they they believe what they're saying. But you can just as a human try looking into the human eyes of a child and seeing them like so terrified and in a deep level they don't even understand it seems of just like this world they're living in and all of the because like, damnation itself exactly. is you know, held children, over their heads it's insanity it's so it's, that's that's levi it's and he's you know insanity. i mean it is as close to evil as i will accept exists naturally within the world well, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it's, 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 it's messed up. But so Lee, that's Levi, and of course we'll get to the summer camp, but then, which he is, obviously attends. But then the woman who runs the thing, you want to talk about her for a second, man? She is just fascinating and awful. She is fascinatingly awful. She, she, she subscribes to the whole speaking in tongues. Um, all it of makes her. And makes children do the same. All of her um, just general sermons and practices are specifically designed not all. And she will tell you this. She actively says on several occasions, like, well, if you look at the Muslims, like they teach their kids so young to like fight. And it's like, are you creating a child army here? Is that yeah, and she'll go like, well, you know, if you go over there to their camps, like she's comparing her fucking summer camp to this, she's like, they're putting, you know, machine guns in the hands of children, and they're teaching them that they got to fight for their God and, and their Muslim God, and why can't we, you know, do the same with our kids? And it's like, wow, first of all, obviously blatant, like I said earlier, jumps past the, like, Blame logical fallacy, but continue. Yeah, just making, jumping past the, even the concept of the fact that Muslims are bad. Right, she, it's right, so right, right. It's that assumed. it's assumed. It's assumed. This is a post-9-11 world. Yeah, I know. And, and, it's, and so she's just like, you know, they all have fucking machine guns, all the children. And then, yeah, again, she's equating herself to that. And she's like, okay with that. It's horrifying. Right. 
insofar she's like yes this is the court this is the christian equivalent and i am totally okay with branding myself as such yeah and it's like okay so you're a an American terrorist leader. Right. So you're a monster of another name. Great. Yeah. But anyway, dude. Yeah, she's constant. And I love love the little peeks behind the curtain that she doesn't know she's giving, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Where, like, she just says the shit she says and doesn't realize how disgusting it sounds right. to most when, people. When she's like, we need to get the kids. Because that's what Muslims are doing. They're getting the kids. They're getting them early. So by the time they can think, they'll only think our way. And it's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, ugh. You've tipped your hand, madam. <laughs> yeah, proudly, you, you stupid woman. shown wo- us your... And also, let's not, let's not gloss over the utter vanity of this abhorrent human being. How how much time she spends, and I love the the documentary just like lets it play um, when she's like doing her hair, something as simple as that, right? Yeah. In 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 like how and much like, time she spends on her physical appearance, and cannot help but in her sermon bring it up. Yes. What does and that also, say about where her loyalties lie? Yes, and beyond that, even. The amount of time she spends at home watching videos of herself preaching and of, like, her programs. And she's, like, showing it to the cameraman, like, now this was a really special one. Oh, I remember giving this speech. And it's like, Jesus Christ. You are really in it for you, aren't you, honey? Yeah, and then, like, the weird sexual jokes she made at one point to the kids, like, when she was doing a sermon and she kept... I didn't remember the fucking joke, but there was, to your point, bringing up her, like, appearance and stuff, and it's like... Is she trying to prove to these children that she's fuckable? I don't. I, I mean, yes. But, like, it, it, it's just, it's so, that's what made me the most angry uh, 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 watching it this time is that, like, I just saw so many similarities in my own upbringing. And yeah, in, like, it's like what? I mean, I'm what? sure it's, like, unfathomable. Name it. It's hard to Name separate it. for you, but, like. Name it. I mean, I mean, speaking in tongues was a thing in my family, um, um, which which granted, even as a child, I was like, I don't I don't know that I agree with this. This is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it just sounds like you guys are blabbing gibberish. And maybe I would they are. because they are. But that's the thing is that even as a child, I was trying to rationalize it. I was trying to be like, well, you know, maybe there's there's something cognitive going on where they are in such a level of release that 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 their their auditor their 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 verbal pronunciations mm. are, are are just given to passions and that that's what's causing yeah, they, that's the thing they is they that train the pet they train preachers in that yes absolutely literally i've seen the videos where they're training people like hey you start with a syllable like this and then you just let it go and like all that shit it's like what the fuck yeah yeah but it was there i mean it was there like like all throughout my child like my uncle is a pastor in a church oh good does speaking in tongues um among other things but like there was just something about watching it this time that i was able to like recognize how influential these worldviews were on my own upbringing yeah. and how, how much it was assumed that Bush was a good guy 
how, yeah, how that, much. That was the case in my house, too, the, the bush part. I mean, and uh, by by contrast, that Obama must be a Muslim because yeah. he doesn't look like the previous guy. And now yeah. it's such a joke state that they're relying on an orange known snake oil salesman that they're just like, that's our new savior right there. That's our new goddamn fucking Christ. He's the one that's going to bring uh, peace to the people. Exactly. You no, know they have a. You know they have a, a cutout of Trump. Oh, for sure. And it's undoubtedly they, they probably pray have to Trump him. brand water bottles they that they can find. They pray to him like a goddamn idol. Because that's exactly what he, what he wants. No consistency. They hate idols until it's their own, and then they're fine with it. Yeah. I'll pray to my little fake cross. I'll pray to my little goddamn Trump cutout because it makes me feel good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this documentary is all just the roots of all that. Obviously, it um, it's looking at. It's I think the your beginning. Point about, yeah, I think that's your point the about worst part is that, that all of this has gotten worse. Yeah, but I, that's what I was saying. But I think the point also is that you mentioned about the post 9/11 thing is obviously hugely influential here, not just in the political area of it, but just in the the way that you know 9/11. I'm going to say a controversial statement. Mm-hmm. 9/11 did a lot of good things for American culture. It brought a lot of people together. Obviously, it was terrible, but like you know what I mean. That the reaction to 9/11, there was good in that, as in, in a way that it brought. There was unity like we had not seen for decades. Probably Pearl Harbor. Probably. Um, and and you know it, there were a lot of special moments about that, and I remember from my childhood. But then there were also the people calling them Freedom Prize, and then you get down into the real dark of the people who saw it as a way to divide people further, and that's where we are here. And the they fear based on 9/11, and it's fucking it's. It just plays to the worst of people that are already badly intentioned, I think. And this is them realizing, oh, this is this can be fuel for our fire. So they're using like the the fear of Muslims and brown people in a post 9/11 America to raise children under the assumption that it has always been that way and yeah. that it must be that way. Yeah, buying this. It's gross. Um, that gross. And that's how you get people praying to cut out of George W. Bush. Who are seven years old. Yeah, and that's also how you get uh, hundreds of people storming the United States Capitol. Because they think that they are on a higher mission from fucking God. To to put... Same difference, dude. Yeah, I mean, what is the functional difference in people's minds between God and Q? Exactly. the same amount of power over their lives. But anyway, fucking good, awesome. That was a the good, good, good conversation. I feel, I feel good about the horrible things we've talked about. Absolutely. Watch the documentary for yourself, listeners. Watch uh, it for all, yourself. All one of you. All one of you, uh, Emma. We love you. Absolutely. Um, this. Uh, uh, will be a longer episode and maybe Chris and I will come back to the topic maybe we won't I don't know but from all of us here at 
the from all the nigh guys to all the dubs dweebuses doofuses and dweebs out there a very good night and a good luck and joe where can people find you on the twitter uh on the twitter i am at uh joe underscore bean the uh the display name is professor stillwater and of course the picture is a picture of phil rosenthal uh creator of everybody loves raymond enjoying some noodles naturally um so (laughs) yeah check me out on at joe underscore bean uh joe bean 280 on the gram as well as uh it is nipod on the gram i technically run that with no authority given to me from the actual hosts of the show i took it upon myself and And uh that's a good we can support that coup that's a good coup yeah that that's a good one and we uh, are at It Is Nigh Pod. Um, hit us up. We are very lonely, very desperate for interaction on the tweeters. It would be just great to get some fans, wouldn't it? I know I'm not yeah. only a half part of the show, but my God, it'd be fun. And and obviously well, we found one. Heard at this point. We did find one, and it's great to have that. that but what if Kata, we had Kata, more? Kata counts as well in, in, in Chile. But, I don't. Oh, there's a Chilean. You mentioned the Chilean, yeah. Yes, I did. And it's very good. Great to have you. Um, Thanks, sir. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.